You're listening to the Real Raw Relatable Podcast with Cat John, episode number four. La 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 la. G'day, gang. Welcome to the Real Raw Relatable Podcast with me, Cat John. I believe that leading from the front is to share with others what it takes to become the creator of your own life, offering real guidance, raw truths, and relatable stories. Hello, super troopers. I hope you're fantastic. I hope you do well. I hope you take care of your mind, your body, your soul. Speaking of that, um, I have been struggling on the fitness front I really miss going to the gym and getting out of the house to do my workout. I have been walking every day, not so far. Um, Do have some stuff at home, like weights to do at home. And I've been very demotivated since second round of lockdown has taken place. But I have been reminding myself, Miss John, you know that movement makes you feel good. You know that you feel much better when you have moved your body Um, even though it might suck at the time, it might suck about the thought of doing it, you know, so for maybe four or five days, uh, I wasn't doing the things that I knew my body wanted to do. And after that fourth to fifth day, I was like, oh man, if I fucking keep doing this any longer, I'm not going to feel good. I'm really not going to feel good. Not just not in my body, but in my mind, right? I'm going to be making myself feel bad and guilty and, you know, I'm a shit, I'm shit and pathetic and I can't do, can't, you know, follow through. So there was one morning where I just said, fucking get the fuck up, put on your pants, put on your top, get out your mat, turn on your timers, put on your songs and go. Um, and in that moment, it was really saying, uh, fuck you or fuck it or zero fucks to that voice inside that was like, no, just stand bad and do nothing. Um, and I instead, you know, chose to feel good. I made feeling good matter more than comfort. So maybe you're out there feeling the same. If you are, I am right there with you, but you also have the power of choice. And what helps us have the power of choice is remembering how good we feel um, and then just fucking doing what you got to do to get yourself on the mat or to get yourself lifting those weights or going for that run or whatever it may be. Anyway, speaking just from that place, other than that, I hope you are well. And uh, I want to talk. I want to talk. I want to share. I want to talk. I want to share. I have been loving the shit out of Guy Sebastian's new song, loving the shit out of it, standing with you. Um, I'm not here doing a plug for Guy Sebastian. He's got that down, down pat. Um, I'm here to plug what the song is doing with my heart and, and what it's evoking and, um, what it's reminding me, um, and taking me back to times in my life where others have, really stood by me. Um, and anytime I listen to it, I cry. (laughs) I just was going for a walk along the canal with Bailey to get my decaf coconut latte. Um, and I was playing it the whole way and crying, walking 
past strangers, smiling, tears in my eyes, and yeah, reminiscing on the times where people just showed up for me. And I get a lot of questions sometimes about, um, you know, how do you hold space for people? How do you, how do you hold space for someone when they're down, when they're out, when they're not okay? Um, and there are many ways that, that you can hold space. Um, and some of the ways that I'm going to be sharing with you, what what I'm going to share with you today, um, the way people have held space for me was just being there and in that moment, not trying to fix me or, uh, better me or judge me or offer help. Um, their presence was exactly what I needed. Their ears, their heart, their hand, um, you know, their energy. And the reason why I want to bring this up is again, you will all know that I have that strong belief of I don't belong and with that comes that sense of, you know, I'm alone in the world and I've got to do things alone in the world. No one understands me. No one gets me. And uh, whenever I fall into that place, it's pretty dark and cold and lonely and really, really, really do feel like an alien on the planet. And over my life, um, when I'm in that place, I can sell myself a really significant story that no one's there for me that no one supports me, that um, my family don't even love me, that my friends, I don't have any close friends. I can sell myself the best story to sink even deeper into, I don't, I don't belong here. I don't belong to anywhere. And, and so that means that I have a right to feel down and, and out and depressed and sad <clears throat> which only then sinks me deeper and then the, the thinking gets deeper and, you know, I'm, I'm quickly getting sucked into to quicksand. Um, and I remember I used to say about my brother and my dad that they were never there for me. Um, they never listened to me or supported me. You know, dad was always too busy working and, you know, Matt was just like a – a big mean brother. Um, I remember I used to, I I used to say that a lot that the men in my family were never there. And there was a trip I went to, I went to Bali, um, with Steve and, and he heard me talk about this and he just said, what are you, what are you talking about? He said, why don't you sit down and write down and play some really nice music? Why don't you sit down and write down all the times you're dad and your brother were there for you why don't you do that and just and just see if this shifts anything um and so I did I I played these this beautiful these beautiful songs heart-wrenching songs and emotion-evoking songs and all of these memories started to flood out of times when they were there for me and I remember there was one night my brother and I went out um, to a, a bar with a group of friends and we were standing at the bar waiting to get a drink and there was a fight that broke out behind us and my brother immediately, immediately stood behind me and covered me like a great big bear so that 
I couldn't be seen. I couldn't be touched. Oh, it actually makes me want to cry. Um, that I had forgotten about that time. And I had been so busy telling myself and selling myself um, a story of like he's he's never there. You know, I it was such a small gesture, but it was a gesture of love and it was a gesture of I'll take care of you. It was a gesture of I'll protect you. I'll love you. I love you. Um, and I remember, you know, writing down again another time when oh, I, I had reopened Pandora's box about being sexually abused at um, when I was a kid and I was 19 at the time. Um, and I went, I had started to go and see a counselor because I told my parents, um, about, you know, I I had retold my parents, um, that this is important to me. I have to heal this. This is haunting me. This is terrible. Um, and so they listened, they listened. Uh, and I even remember writing that down going like, fuck, you know, for so many years, I was like, my parents weren't there. They didn't get me. They, they didn't care about me. And even in that moment, you know, they heard me, they felt me, they listened to me and, and they helped me take action, um, to begin getting help. And I remember going to see the psychologist for the first time and we did this um, empty chair exercise, which was really, really full on, uh, especially sort of being my first time of getting any type of therapy or help. And the empty chair exercise was um, I would be sitting in a chair myself and there was an empty chair and I could put anyone in the chair um, and say whatever I wanted to say. Um, and I remember putting my mum in the chair. I remember putting my dad in the chair and my brother, um, the abuser in the chair. And, uh, you know, I got to say what I wanted to say. And I actually even put my six year old self in the chair. This was a really big, big healing moment. Um, and it really cracked open some, some big can of worms. Um, you know, at first when I put myself in the chair, I was, angry at this little girl. I was, you know, annoyed at her, um, frustrated at her that she let this happen, you know, and I just, I, I just went with what I wanted to say and put that little girl in the chair and said, said all of that stuff. And then that was followed by, um, feeling sad for that little girl that she had to go through what she went through and saying sorry for blaming her and, um, apologizing to her for uh making it her fault for all of these years um aka my fault so after that session I remember going home to mum and dad and um my brother had moved out already and I was a mess it was really late at night mum and dad were up in their bed watching tv and I was so uncomfortable inside of my body I um, just wanted to run away. I wanted to run out of my body. I wanted to run out of this life. I wanted to, I just couldn't handle my feelings or my emotions. Um, I didn't know how to process them. All I knew was that I just felt all this heat and 
discomfort um, and obviously just thinking about it, you know, it's clearly emotional. And I remember thinking, fuck, I need my brother. I need my big brother. Um, and I and I rang him up and he answered and I said, have you got time to, to chat? And he could hear my voice pretty much sounded like what it is today. And he said, I'm all ears. He said, I'm all ears. Just talk to me. And I remember just telling him what went down in that session and, and how I felt. There were big pauses and periods of silence on the phone. And he was there. He was, he was right there. You know, even though, yes, it was on the phone, but he just held space for me. He listened, he heard, he didn't judge, he didn't try and make sense of anything. Um, He was just there. And uh, when I was writing this out in Bali, like tears were streaming down my face. Tears were streaming down my face. And then I went to another memory of when my dad, he grounded me when I was 29. (laughs) I was working my ass off um, trying to build this hobby into a business, running myself into the ground. I um, was pushing people away. I was, (laughs) you know, lighting my house with candles because I didn't want to add to the electricity bill. Um, I was studying that grad dip of psychology all at the same time whilst not letting people in and Uh, There was one Sunday night, I went to my family home um, and we always have dinner there, usually on a Sunday night, every week. And we're about to leave and I was quiet and, you know, it's very easy to tell when I'm not okay. I think I'm really good at hiding my emotions, but I'm actually really shit at it, clearly. Um, And I was about to leave and my dad said, can you just hang back for a second? I thought, fuck, he's got me. He can, he can see me. Um, and we went back to the TV room and the fire was going and my little dog Minnie was there at the time. It was our family dog. Um, and dad, I sat on the couch and dad was sitting on the coffee table and mum was sitting next to him. And he looked at me straight in the eyes and I just knew he was looking into my soul and he had tears in his eyes. And he said, I know you're not okay. I know you're not okay. I know you well enough. I'm your dad to know when you're not okay. And I just looked back at him and he looked back at me and he said, you're grounded. You are grounded. You are staying in this family home where you can wake up to people who say good morning, where you can go to bed with people saying to you good night, where you can come for walks with us and just have love around you. Um, because he could see that I was pushing everyone away and that, uh, you know, I was trying to prove that I could be independent. Um, <laughs> but I was failing pretty miserably at it, or I had kind of gone too fiercely independent. 
Um, and really what I was seeking was interdependency. And as soon as he said it, I just burst into tears and I, I just hugged him. Um, I didn't even fight it because it's exactly what I needed. And, you know, again, when I was writing this down, um, I would just cry. I was just crying. And and the reason why I'm bringing this up is because this song, um, Standing With You, has brought all of that back up, you know, really going back into those times where, fuck, you know, the amount of people that have been there for me um, and even, you know, it, it, it takes me back to times recently um, where, you know, the girls – uh, when my Nana died, I walked into the house and they were all in bed with, with Steve and I just didn't know where to put myself. I was like, do I go in the bedroom? Do I go in the kitchen? Do I go upstairs? Do I, where do I go? Um, and the three of them all walked up to me and they just put their arms around me and let me cry. And, uh, you know, I just think how, how, how many times or how long do I spend thinking that I'm alone or that no one gets me or that no one is there for me? Um, and it's in these, you know, moments with songs like this, Standing By You, where I go straight into my heart and I just think, fucking hell, I'm, I'm so loved. I'm so cared for and adored and supported. Um, but I can live inside a pretty compelling story that says, no, you're not, <laughs> you know, your mum's like this, your dad's like that. The kids are like this. Steve is like that. Your brother's like this. <sighs> and coming back to the heart is painful, you know, like these these tears and this this feeling that I'm feeling is it's beautiful and it's painful and it's it's beautiful to be back in the heart because everything is just so different you know I feel the world and see the world and see everyone so differently but it's painful because it makes me realize how long have I spent out of here how long have I spent being outside of my heart and in my head and in my delusional illusional stories you know and just the other night, um, I said to Steve, you know, we were chit-chatting in bed and we often, when we chit-chat, I put my pillow at the other end of the bed and um, we've got like our nice salt lamps on and we're just talking um, and I'll say to him, you know, when when were there times where you felt like I stood by you and we share this together and I shared with him um, I said there was one night in the car when I was so dark and and in my thoughts um, of not wanting to be here, of, of, you know, getting really sucked into my ego and it was raining outside and we parked out the back um, of the house and I was about to get out and you just said, just cry, just cry, just let it out. And... I did and he just sat there he had his hand on my leg holding my hand and he just let me cry and I said to him you know that 
that was something for me that was so special for me um so why the fuck am I sharing this with you and like getting super emotional on the podcast (laughs) because this has been a really um or this plus you know these types of of little tools can be so fucking healing if you're really ungrateful right now if you're really unhappy right now if you're selling yourself a story that no one's there for you that no one gets you that no one understands you that you know you're alone in this world that whatever you know if you're if you're there then I encourage you to like Steve suggested me play some music write down all the times like from your heart people showed up for you people were there for you and remember that remember that get back into your heart listen to this song standing with you or other songs that may resonate more deeply with you and just let your heart remind you that you are love, that you have been loved, that people have been there for you, that they have showed up for you. Because it can totally reorientate you back to thinking, fuck, you know, how powerful is gratitude? How powerful is remembering love? How powerful is remembering, you know, the times when people were there? And from that place, you can extend a moment of gratitude and share that with them. And tell them how much that meant to you, how much that changed them in that moment or maybe for their life, you know. And then what you're doing is you're reconnecting. You're creating connection. You're creating connection. You're creating love. You're creating a bond, which is taking you out of your loneliness, taking you out of your your woe is me. No one is there for me. And you know what? If you're there, I get it. I get it. I get how real it is. But maybe it's not actually the truth, right? I get how real it is, but maybe it's not actually the truth. And that's what I have dispelled time and time and time again through doing practices such as this, which get me back in my heart. You know, on my my walk and, and coming back home, listening to that song, I was remembering all the times little Mia has written me a card and a letter and a note and just put it on my pillow. Or she's walked past me and I've been in some kind of state and she's just brushed me over my back. You know, it's those times where we miss, we ignore, we don't count, but they fucking count and they matter. So if you're in that place, I urge you and encourage you to come back to your heart through practices such as this. Music is such a powerful motivator for emotion, to evoke emotion. It's something that I use constantly. That's why I specifically choose emotive music in my meditations. I want you fuckers to feel. I want you to cry. You know, I want you to get back into your heart and go, that got me. I want you there because it's just, it's so beautiful when you land back there. As I said, yes, painful, 
painful because you realize, oh my God, I live more in my head and in my shit than in my heart. But it's beautiful to be back there. Now, there are many more people in my life who have been there for me and have shown up. And I said on Instagram that I will be sharing more of this because I think it's so vital and important. Yes, I'll be sharing it publicly and I'll also be sharing it privately with them. Um, you know, in, in this world that is pretty scary and it's pretty intense um, and it's very easy to feel lost and lonely and disconnected, we have to be the ones to create connection. And we first have to create it within ourselves, within our own heart. And once we have reconnected back to our own heart, then we can reach out to others from that beautiful, beautiful place. Thanks for joining me today, Legends for the Real Raw Relatable Podcast. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. If you did, I would love you to rate the podcast, to review the podcast and share it with someone who needs to hear today's message. Our live in-person trainings are on hold at the moment. Thank you, COVID-19. So for those of you who are keen to work with me, keen to get stuck more into your true self and saving your fucks for the things that matter, you can come and do one-on-one coaching with me. There is a full kit and caboodle option and there is other alternative options that will serve you, that will serve your financial situation. So do hit us up. Um, sessions are booked up until the end of August, early September. There is a wait list at the moment for coaching, um, but if you reach out for us, reach out to us, um, we can sort you out. Anyway, super troopers, thank you for holding space for me today. I love you lots. Have an awesome week. Take care, and I'll see you next Monday. Peace be with you.